0: The final snap of Super Bowl, 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home.
4: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a dreadful episode of the Talk of the Tundra as the Packers lose in embarrassing fashion to the Washington Commanders, 23-21. Joining me today for what is going to be a simply joyful podcast talking about that game <laughs> it's ty Ty, how are you doing
2: i'm good new Mac. um you know i only say that i'm good milwaukee bucks are 2-0 and we new unfortunately bucks. they don't play again till wednesday so i guess i have to sit here and think about this for a while but uh this is this is the scott's tots of tot episodes <laughs> just depressing, or maybe the episode, maybe the Packers game was the Scott's Todd of Todd episodes. I don't think we're going to be that embarrassing, at least not as embarrassing as Green Bay. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're not good. They're bad. They're a bad football team. And I just, I think we've sat here and been a little too generous saying, if they figure this out, if they figure that out, if they can just get going It's week seven, they're three and four, they've beaten three very bad teams. They've lost to some other bad teams, almost lost to Bailey Zappi in Lambeau. So, yeah, I just think, uh, I think I've think i kind of accepted it now. The uncomfortable, and I think, kind of really dispiriting part is, and I don't want to do this before we talk about the game too much, yep. but the post-this-year outlook is not brighter, which is the real, I think. Yep. The real, I, I think a bad season happens, but it's a bad spot right now for the Packers.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We we're looking to come into this week to snap that. Losing streak the Packers are on now losing uh, three in a row and going into the Buffalo Bills next week who are on by this week. So they've had a week of rest and game planning for a bad team. So is that in Buffalo too? It sure is. Holy moly. That's <laughs> it's uh, Sunday night football, baby.
2: <laughs> oh no.
4: Uh, it, yeah. It's been bad looking. ahead um, to like to the like, following years, touching on it briefly. I want to go to Spotrak to pull up Roger's contract yep. so we can talk about that. He's the number third ranked or trending player on Spotrak <laughs> right now. That's Well, oh, that's great. So
2: I, I was going to save this for later, but while we're talking about it, because this needs to be a whole discussion, and I'm yeah. not a cap expert, so I may have a lot of this wrong. Feel free to correct me. How do the Buccaneers get Brady on these one and two year deals? And I know they're expensive. They're not cheap, but like they got basically the goat to come win a super bowl and they never had to give him four years, 150 million down the line. Like I understand the Rodgers thing was more fractured, but Tom Brady had never played there before yeah. and I just feel they, they were able to maneuver it so easily versus the Packers. And, and you could say the Broncos as well with Russell Wilson who backed up the damn Brinks truck. And now both of these teams are sitting here like, Oh Jesus. Like yeah. what is the next four years going to be for us?
4: I guess just briefly, as we go on to a tangent, it's because Brady didn't like want the long term contract. He just wanted to win. He just wanted to keep winning and winning and winning and winning. Must so, be nice. Must be nice, right? And so, like his contracts were big for a year, and he just signed another one. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the the Bron deal. It's like a yeah, Bron deal. Yeah, pre Lakers. Yep, exactly. So that's really all it is. But then it's grim because after the longer he stays on the. The packers roster the bigger the out gets for the packers it's a weirdly structured contract to where like i think they deferred his salaries into like signing bonuses for years to come so um like his age rogers is age 43 year which is what his last contract is through is 2026 and his cap like his cap hit that year is 53 million dollars yeah 60 million dollars the year before so like Rodgers yeah. is going to be a big part of the Packers whether he's on the team or not for the next four years, but let's not go too gloom yeah, and doom. Yeah, let's, let's such. But we, yeah. we got there fast. But it, this game didn't inspire any confidence and such. <laughs> uh Packers started hot. Their first drive that uh, didn't score, but they looked like they were building towards something momentum-wise. They were giving the ball to Aaron Jones. They had a, um, they got a first down. I think. I got eight yards on Aaron Jones pitch two yards like on a Aaron Jones run and then the drive ultimately um stopped when Alan Lazard couldn't catch a ball for a third or on a third down to advance the, the sticks but the ensuing drive for uh the Packers led to a, a score and that was what was really looking up we forced a three and out from the the commanders went down scored a touchdown
2: beautiful play design kind mm-hmm. of uh a... Aaron Jones fakes the block and then backs up a couple steps, gets a little basically shovel pass and takes it in. Really nice. Yeah. It was like offensive ingenuity on display. I'm sure there was a lot more of that we're going to talk about after that play, right?
4: I'm sure, right? It's definitely coming. Not, 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 not this week. Mm. Uh, and then punt for the commanders and then the muffed punt. Um, that's when Ramar Rogers fumbled it so then the commanders went and scored a field goal and everything sort of fell off the wagon there the well the really old a, you, missed a offensive pick six in there.
2: you missed a pick six in there somewhere right, that, was that before or after
4: after so okay that was after the offense fell apart after that yes. muff punt um the packers then go three and out they punt it away give up the or then Commanders on offense heineke throws a pick six to devondra campbell really really great play mm.
2: Like, mm, went up and took that thing. That yeah. was a 50-50 ball. You don't usually right. see linebackers win those against. I think it was a pass-catching running back, but still.
4: Yeah. No, it was definitely a, a really great play. And, like, we were – Packers fans are feeling good. Like, we yeah. were, we had we were up 14-0. Or 14-3, rather. 14-3, 14 yeah. then that's really where it started to fall apart on both sides of the ball. Uh, we were talking about it in the Discord, during Discord, gspn.info. But the defense had been out there for a very long time. And, like, I think the interception for touchdown was five plays for two minutes, but then compound that with then that ensuing drive, 12 plays, 83 yards for a touchdown. And that's just kind of like, that's a long time to be out there straight. And that's where the momentum really, really switched. Punt from the Packers, miss field goal from the Commanders, punt, punt, end of half. And so, we were hoping, going into the... Uh, halftime with a 14-10 lead that they'd be able to make some changes and do anything. They couldn't. The, the first half was eternal. I think it was like an hour 45 to play 30 minutes of football. Um, commanders come out in the second half, t- five plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Packers go five plays, 22 yards for a punt. Field will go from the commanders on 16 plays, a nine-minute drive. Downs for the Packers when... Romeo Dobbs caught it and then didn't catch it on the fourth down. Field goal from the commanders, the touchdown on the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pitching catch from Rogers and Aaron Jones. Really the only thing I was semi happy about Rogers seeing today. That was like the one pass I was even pleased to see him yep. throw. Looked yep. like vintage did Rogers.
2: in down to and I don't know if we talked about that, I think it was the Jets post game. He actually got out of the pocket and Mm -hmm. moved and he just, he hasn't done that. It feels like almost all season. I don't like it really stood out because he looked at the check down to Jones. It wasn't really there. It wouldn't have done that much. He said no and let his receivers make plays. And just watching that, I mean, obviously Aaron Jones is the best offensive player on the team, so it's a little different anyway. Right. How much would it help some of these younger, less skilled, less proven receivers if Rodgers did more of that and let them get some time to get open versus just trying to throw the slants, the line of scrimmage stuff all game? I mean, it's it clearly worked better. And I know you can't do it every play. I know Rogers is 38, but... Yeah. That out of pocket ingenuity really opened up that play, and it was right. the one. I mean, there's the next best throw down field was like a ten yard slant to was it Lazard or yeah, whoever. And we oh my god, look at that threw down field because it just doesn't happen. It's pretty bad.
4: Yeah, it's feeling horrendous. I'm uh, on the Twitter machine looking at uh, I get, no, we'll get to that later. We'll keep doing keep doing box scores. The uh touchdown for Aaron Jones. We had a little life left. There's like three and a half minutes left. We just needed the defense to get a stop. Defense couldn't get a stop. And we, we touched on this every week since like the Giants game. The defense is falling apart in the second half because they can't get off the field and they're on the field so much. Like in the second half, outside of the touchdown drive, the Packers' offense was on the field for five minutes. The touchdown plays. drive was
2: only 3 minutes.
4: Right. They were uh, the
2: touchdown they were on the field for 8 minutes the whole half.
4: Yep. It's crazy. Like that like that's a big part of why we see these defensive breakdowns at the end of every game. is because they they're just so tired. I'm not to say that there's not individual players to blame here. Like Eric Stokes had a very bad game. Yeah. Like he got beat, he had a penalty, like it wasn't a good game for Eric Stokes. Not, not the first this season unfortunately no, from him. No. Jair Alexander was v- pretty good in the first half. Was not good in the second half. Got torched by Scary Terry. Absolutely torched. And like that's, I'm not even gonna blame him for that. That touchdown that Scary Terry caught because Terry, Terry McLaurin, because yeah. at that point it's a really greatly thrown ball and it's a really great catch. Like well, Jair wasn't five ten yards off of him. He was in his pocket, and it's just a greatly placed ball where he could put it where only Scary Terry could catch it. So it's not. I'm not like. Uh, blaming Jair for that touchdown. It's just part part of what happens. So, what we will be upset about is the the end of game reception by Terry McLaurin, where again, I shouldn't say I'd be really upset because it's more of the same thing. Just a greatly thrown ball by Taylor Heineke and catch by Terry McLaurin. Jair is in his pocket. Uh, McLaurin comes back to the ball after Kenny Clark was about to sack him, and that's the game. Throws it right at the end zone, and right at the sideline that's
2: it yeah the uh the i think we're gonna end up talking more about offense but it's good to get some defense in semi early here Yep. packers defensive line make a play make one play i mean kenny clark and uh Devontae wyatt had two nice chase down tackles yep. after the commanders already gained some yards but great yep. those are good plays
4: he hustles Devontae wyatt that's for he sure he does
2: Commanders run 36 times for 166 yards. Yep. The Packers had 38 rushing yards. And we, we'll talk about not running enough, but the rushing wasn't that effective. They should have done it more anyway. Yep. But the the offensive line was not winning in the trenches on, on run plays. Rodgers didn't get sacked, so it wasn't an unmitigated disaster like the line was last week. Turns out putting in good players is helpful for offensive line play. But Heineke is sacked one time for three yards. So the the defensive line blows up one basically play. And, you yep. know, did he make some great throws under pressure? Yes, he did. But they're not getting to the quarterback. They're not stopping the rush. I, and Jair definitely got beat by Scary Terry. Scary Terry, despite not being used enough because Carson Wentz is uh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) um it's still a great receiver so it's like okay he's gonna win some winning three i mean the touchdown it was nothing nothing jerry could really do but still Terry won. and then a couple of first down plays on the last two drives that really put the commanders i won't say they made the difference because maybe they get a stop on green bay's offense which again is scoring one or two touchdowns per week at most right now Uh, but it, it helped them put the game away for sure but the defensive line just continues to not not move me or other linemen. And it's a big deal. I mean, Kenny Clark got unlucky with the holding penalty. I've never seen that before. That was it's, the
4: stupidest, stupidest uh, call. How do you get a holding on, on a defensive lineman?
2: I like and not not like you and I think the obvious answer right is if he was in space trying to cover someone right it wasn't it was on offensive linemen like yeah I just I think that's just part of being a defensive lineman is holding offensive linemen and the trying refs. to throw
4: them um, the refs that is, sucked this game I And mean, that's all terrible. I'm gonna say about it because it's terrible no one wants to listen to ref talk but they no they, they a,
2: sucked Razul uh, Douglas touchdown got called back on a yep. pretty ticky tacky. Um was it a little uh, contact. contact penalty on on um Stokes yep. down the field.
4: That's part of his bad game.
2: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of people who thought it was BS. I
4: thought it was oh, a light ball, but I'm part of the BS crew. Like I think
2: it is I think it was a penalty. I mean he did make contact with him. I think it was yeah. his right hand, he kinda but grabbed the shoulder, and I think the, that's what the officials saw.
4: The issue is is that's allowed at five yards and it happened at six. Like, I think it was a little more than six, but I see your point.
2: Yeah, like it's, I'd have to look at it and chart it. I thought it was a little I thought it was pretty clearly downfield. Yeah. whatever. Let's anyway, not talk about yeah, yeah.
4: It's just it was bad. And the Packers end up getting one last shot because they pushed uh Terry McClorn out of bounds on that reception. End up doing have a having a great play to go to Sammy Watkins over the middle. For a lot of yards.
2: Also, oh, it was another fifty. I mean, that I thought it was going to be a pick at first. Like shouts to Sammy because yeah. that was a fifty-fifty ball. He took it and made a huge play.
4: Yep. And what has been annoying me the last three games or two games for sure, um, is whenever the Packers are in these like we're out of field goal range but we need to score like the the, last, the final plays of the game. That's I forget if we had one against the Jets last week. I'm pretty sure we did. But for sure, when Rodgers hurt his thumb in London. The
2: Giants game, yeah.
4: Yeah. Or even it might have been the Patriots game too at the end of regulation when they went, were trying to throw downfield and threw a, like, just a backyard football, bunch of laterals kind of stuff. Rodgers can throw the ball far. Like, Um, no, hold on. Accurately, we don't know yet. (laughs) Because he's overthrowing receivers in the middle of the game. But if you yeah. have a 10-yard by 10-yard circle where there's a bunch of people, he can put the ball there. I I I, I refuse to believe that he's uh, degenerated in his football play that much where he can't throw the ball 50 yards into the end zone area. It doesn't have to be in, at any particular player, just in the end zone. Like, I know he can still get yeah. the ball there.
2: Yeah. I, I, why not I, just I throw the Hail Mary's? It bewilders me. And I, I got I got some pushback when I tweeted a similar thing of like he was literally the best Hail Mary thrower in football history, even if the accuracy is not pinpoint anymore. It looks like it isn't, spoiler alert. Right. Like it's still I think a I mean they they almost
4: executed the stupid, you know, I hate, uh, I hate it. Thing. I hate it so much. It never uh, works. And don't even no. come at me, people with the, the Dolphins and Patriots one from like three, four years ago. That's a once in a lifetime type of play. And goodness, if Gronk's yes. not back there playing freaking safety, they for sure don't get it. You had Gronk playing free safety for that play, and they yeah. were just like, no, we'll just run around Rob Gronkowski because that's what you do. <laughs> but, like, it's it just doesn't make sense. Make your receivers go downfield and make a play for the ball. If Richard Rodgers can catch a Hail Mary ball, soak in the rest of them.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just, just put it up and you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Wait, they, they get tipped who knows wh- where the ball bounces around. I mean, there's more right. of a chance and, and, but I, I got in response to that, like, Oh, the, the way the offensive line is playing, he's not going to get it off. Again, Rogers wasn't sacked. He wasn't great. It's, it's hard to say they did not play great on the run game. And it's hard to say in the past game, because I mean, they, they're designed to get it out so damn fast, right. who knows how they're actually, and there was a couple of penalties, I think, but it wasn't atrocious. I mean, there weren't unblocked guys getting through left and right. I mean, you remove Royce Newman and suddenly it's, it's a capable offensive line, even without Bakhtiari, who was questionable, kind of a game time decision doesn't end up playing, but, uh, Neiman, uh, at right tackle, where he practiced all week as part of a potential change, they insert rookie Zach Tom at left tackle Elton Jenkins at left guard. And then is it Runyon at right guard?
4: I think that's what it was. I think, and
2: then Myers is still center. I don't think they moved yeah, him.
4: No, he was he was the same.
2: Yeah, so and it, I thought it was good. And I think especially you get Bakhtiari in there at left tackle and then just keep Tom as your sixth lineman. I think that's a good line and, and get yeah. Royce Newman out of here. Um, but yeah, I, I think they were holding up just fine. And typically the way teams defend those things, they only rush like three half the time anyway. So I certainly think that group would have held up. I just, I think you have a real chance to win there. I think the the miracle play i mean again they they it, it was a pretty good result for them and it still looked stupid and wasn't all that close by the end of the game they were at right. midfield it's not like a crazy far hill no Mary.
4: no god no um when i say it, i think the line played well it's in comparison to the two, um, like two weeks ago or last the, week to the jets living in the backfield yeah. last yes 100 like yes. there wasn't blown uh blown assignments to where rogers is getting hit and hurried like yeah rogers really only got hit on that last drive when they were getting penalties against them or like when he was driving yeah. the passer penalties and like by definition that means he wasn't getting pressured right because he got hit after the ball was out <laughs> right yeah he was
2: getting hit as he threw and those were it wasn't like a quick a quick play he was getting hit as he actually threw downfield right when they they kind of ran a real offense for those series
4: mm-hmm. and so like say what you want about the run game in the line it was I wasn't watching that so much closely. I was so much in shock when they would actually run the ball this game. Um, yeah, 12 so, carries total, by the way. That's, I'm going to pull my hair out. It's just like, what do you... The, the the line change worked. I'm glad it did. And so I'm glad that the coaches made the aggressive change to go away from Royce Newman and actually put in running at, uh, running at right guard. I really think going next week, if Bakhtiari is healthy, healthy and... Bakhtiari being not healthy is a major concern. He said to, I think it was Rob Domboski or Matt Schneedeman, that he's truly day-to-day with his knee. That's not good news. That is not good news. And if he's playing on it, it's just like... (sighs) It's stress-inducing. But if Bakhtiari plays, I think what you do is you um, you put Bakhtiari obviously back at left tackle and then move Tom to either right tackle or just how this play like the hot hand if Neiman is playing better than Tom that week go ahead yeah. but just like play the hot hand because they're both capable tackles why not just the
2: I think one? I think continuity is important for offensive line play though I'm fine if they just want to go with this group I love Zach Tom I yeah. think listeners of this pod know that yeah I, I think I think they have five capable guys if they just want to keep that I know that's a huge thing for offensive line I also heard um I always get him confused with the tight end. Who's the Packers offensive coordinator?
4: Oh, Adam Senevich.
2: Yes, Senevich. I heard he was in the O-line room this week and was part of these changes. Yeah, which um, is good.
4: Like, that's their job. Like these, the, the coordinators and-, and the main head coach's job are, is to float around where the problems are.
2: It's a little concerning how many they've had to personally address so far though. Between him going to the offensive line room and LaFleur going to Joe Barry and LaFleur's done a better job on defense than offense this year, which is also concerning in its own way. Yep.
4: It's it's just like I'm glad the offensive line looked better than it did last week.
2: Yes. Yeah, what? I think the personnel is fine there. I think yeah. that was probably the one silver lining on offense. I liked one other player. We'll talk about, but that the personnel was okay. I think uh, Washington just has a good defensive line, and that showed. But you also, I mean, you can just can't you can't do twelve carries in a football game where you're never down than more than a score, or maybe they're down ten points for a little bit, but you're never down big until the very end. You just can't give up on the run when you're the Green Bay Packers. Right.
4: Looking at Twitter, I'm cackling. Because uh, Zach Cruz tweeted on September 25th. I don't want to be the look ahead guy, but I'm gonna Packers go Patriots Giants Jets Commanders over the next four. Real chance to go six one six and one heading into October 30th showdown against the Bills. Did he quote tweet himself and asked uh all takes exposed if it qualifies him for some award? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. We got uh we got Rogers quotes. He's wearing a trench coat with like freaking. I thought, I it, thought it was a bathrobe. Cool. I thought it was a bathrobe.
4: Oh, it looks like a bathrobe.
2: I'm not worried about this squad. In mm-hmm. fact, this might be the best thing for us.
4: Losing's great for you.
2: I mean, I just they're, they're just not realistic. No, they're not. They're not realistic in whatever Lambeau Fields address is. In that building, well, they're not no, being realistic with themselves.
4: Lambeau. Sorry, not Tol- Tolst- Tolst- my Lombardi Avenue. I was like, that doesn't sound right.
2: <laughs> the Packers con- failed to convert a single third down for the first time since Week Six of 1999.
4: I was a baby. Yeah, it was, was Brett Fav- uh,
2: Favre versus Denver for the fans who
4: may remember the game. The fans, the real ones. Uh if he's not concerned, he has some issues. Seven teams make the playoffs, right?
2: Yeah, seven in each conference.
4: Week one or the first, seed gets a bye. They play six, right?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the new that's the new format.
4: Packers through the afternoon games on Sunday are ninth in the playoff standings in the NFC right now. Behind, yeah, I mean, the, the Rams, the Seahawks. Or I'm sorry, behind the Seahawks and tied with the Falcons and the Commanders, who hold now hold hold the tiebreaker. Um, I guess I guess not the Commanders, unless. I guess they wins tiebreak over Arizona and Washington based on strength of victory. That's insane. I guess. Oh, maybe it's because it's
2: a multiplayer tie. Oh, maybe. So if they end up if they end up solo tie with Commanders, they'll lose that. Obviously, I'm be so which great. what a thing. What a thing.
4: But yeah, they and they're ninth in the playoffs standings right now, and their schedule does not get easier, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Just looking ahead, but let's talk about the run game. The run game drove me insane. They started with the run game. They do it every single week, and then it is abandoned it again. Like they started with the pitch to Jones for like eight yards. That was the first play of the game, and they go away from it. Like the drives
2: where they the drives the
4: drives where they moved the ball.
2: Guess who was the central figure involved in both? The right Aaron. Aaron Jones, <laughs> yeah like it, i mean I, what did, is aj dylan pissing people off in the building Do they are, is green bay tourism stepping in and saying hey we, we don't need you to funnel everyone up to door county we need some people to stay here right i don't know he touched the ball four times and I, I just don't i just don't get it i really don't like it's just bizarre i mean they're leading the, literally the whole first half right yeah because they took the lead and then it was field goal and then they they held the lead from there yep Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon should be pounding, and I understand it wasn't going that well, but you can't just go away from the run game when you're built to run the ball. It's like, it's so unforced, and it's just... And, and Dillon was the one finding more success. He averaged 3.8 yards a carry, which isn't great, but he was finding some room, and they just said, nope, we're good.
4: So here is the uh, post-first-half touchdown breakdown for the Packers' to plays. They went um, pass incomplete to Romeo Dobbs, and there was a holding. That's first and 20. A.J. Dillon runs for seven yards. So, like, okay, good. Second and 13. Incomplete pass to Romeo Dobbs. Incomplete pass, or I'm sorry, completed pass to Aaron Jones for seven yards, and then they punted. So, like, that penalty was, like, hindering them, but seven-yard plays from the running backs. Okay? Then the next, they went... The pick six touchdown, like the pick six for the Packers, and then the Commanders touchdown, ensuing Packers drive. Aaron Jones, this is the play where he uh, what well, got it handed off to him to go left and then hit a wall, went right, and then got Rodgers laid out. Oh, yeah. Negative six yards, so not an not ideal quite, play. Not good. But then Aaron Jones on the next play gets six yards, but then there's a holding on Yash so that blows up that play. Short middle pass, incomplete, short middle pass, incomplete punt. And then at the end of the half, they, or I'm sorry. They didn't even try. They ran the ball once. Oh, there's there's, another. There was another one I missed. So then Aaron Jones had a pass under for for minus five yards. Again, this is a line of scrimmage behind the line of scrimmage pass. (sighs) Which we've been talking and talking, talking about how they just need to throw the ball downfield. Um, A pass incomplete complete to Alan Lazard, and there was a penalty on it. uh, Defensive pass interference at DPI. Another offensive holding on Tunyon. Um Lazard, short pass, deep and complete to Sammy Watkins, where he probably hurt his, his hamstring again because he looks like he blew a tire. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> and then incomplete pass to Dobbs. Nothing on the last three plays to the running backs. And then at the end of the half, to get out of the one-yard line, six yards to A.J. Dillon. Like... They are running the ball positively. Did it? Did AJ Dylan
2: touch the ball once in the second half? Then.
4: Uh, let me just look quick. But what's so infuriating while I look is that they're running the ball for positive yardage. I'm going through Aaron Jones left end for four yards, like and they just refuse to actually oh, they, do anything with it. They lost
2: uh, They lost an A.J. Dillon eight-yard reception because of one of their two illegal formation penalties yeah. in this
4: game. A.J. Dillon left tackle for no gain. Uh, they touched the ball at least once, twice now, you're saying. And then, yeah, so twice in the second half. But the point being is that, and I'll go to, as my camera decides to unfocus. <laughs> um, cool, Just we're just going to try to nope all right whatever um <laughs> we aaron nagler uh was like live tweeting the the game press conference from um from matt lafleur and i gotta find it quick but it was
2: uh, there's a gem here i just got from schneidman too
4: okay you get it i'll try and find this
2: uh nobody's going to give us a chance going to buffalo on sunday night football with a chance to get exposed shoot this might be the best thing for us do you know like the football is played on the field i know that you look forward more to pat mcafee on tuesday than green bay packers on sunday and i know you want to win the media battle more than the football game you gotta win on the field. Nobody cares what people are saying going in. That shouldn't matter at all. Like he's no. so invested in this.
4: He's so Who invested. Who cares in about it. the
2: narrative? Go throw touchdowns.
4: No. How about your analysts and your analysis doesn't actually focus on the headlines, Ty. That they just... had good jobs, a good catch by Aaron Jones. No one's focusing on that catch.
2: <laughs> I just don't understand. Like This is like the most bizarre. Like, he, he wants to be the underdog. So, but you think
4: oh. like, he uh, wants like, that chip on his shoulder so bad? Because they've lost three
2: games in a row where they were favored by multiple points. Like, that's you need to be the underdog to win football games. I don't, I don't, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. It's just very bizarre. It's a very bizarre thing to say.
4: Aaron Nagler, both Rodgers and LeFleur mentioning how much two shell the commanders played. Yes what the best attack to two-shell coverage is. That would be running the football, I believe. Running the football.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
4: No, and they just kept throwing it and throwing it and short and short and short. I was happy they had a couple passes in the middle of the field of today. I think like maybe five, six, like designed passes like that. Like yeah, the last one to Watkins on that, like the last drive. The um, I think it was Lazard over the middle. Like they they were playing in the middle of the field in that 10-15 yard range I had mentioned um on the preview pod with Jordan to where like. Rodgers, if you didn't know, Tyak, like Rodgers is passer rating in the middle of the field from zero yards to 20 yards downfield in every quadrant except for the area. Think of where the guy, the Patriots guy had the pick six, that quadrant. Yeah. Except Everywhere except for there. The, the
2: outright out basically, by the sideline. Yeah. yeah.
4: The five quadrants that make up from zero to ten and then ten to twenty. Yeah. He had like way above league average in accuracy and like, wow. and like passer rating yeah. like if he's throwing zero to ten yards down the field in the center to left side he has a great passer rating and then if he's throwing uh 10 to 50, 10 to 20 yards downfield at all across the field he has a great passer rating they just don't freaking do it <laughs> and they weren't doing it enough uh this game but they they did it uh, enough to where i can't be super mad at it but if they're seeing two shell coverage, run the ball. Like they it's also simple.
2: it feels like they, they won't they don't throw it on the field until they have to. No, like they run the ball a little more early, which is nice. But it feels like all of the passing game, and this is like usually like a, a, a drive or two drives, however many are scripted early. All the scripted stuff is just the junk underneath, and then it's like they have to throw it on the field, so they do run the ball and run actual it feels like every time they do real play action it works so well yep. and they just don't do it
4: they just don't I, it, it used to be a rogers staple was him doing play action and hiding the ball super well like super casually and then throwing a bomb to somebody they yep. just can't he just doesn't do it anymore i don't know why like it's, it's uh, insanity
2: i have a i have receivers takes
4: go ahead i we can move on to receivers Unless you have
2: more on Rodgers. No, Rogers, I think he's flawed. He's not an MVP guy.
4: He's flawed. He's not an MVP guy. And i he's borderline sucking. Yeah. Like, like, I'm, if he, I don't care that the Bills are the Bills. Like, I really don't. They're missing a lot of their secondary. And, like, yes, they're a very good defense. We aren't going to win. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you you it's an excuse to have an awful game you know what i mean
2: he's got to come out throwing down the field right away and not we can't we can't see checkdowns for three series you just can't spot josh on that many points early
4: right so like if he doesn't have a good game against the bills like i'm not even expecting them like i said to win but two touchdowns like 150 200 yards like that'd be good that'd be a good game for Rodgers this season but if yeah. he doesn't he stinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, he's getting... I think he got up around 200 yards this game, but again, it was mostly and check his, down, And slants. his accuracy was
4: horrendous. He kept throwing... There was a... They Amari caught, Rogers. That, well, that, yeah, that's that's a... It was borderline. Yep. Yeah, but the one I was talking about is he was throwing... He was underthrowing everybody. On the Dobbs drop, he... The, the cameras caught him saying, like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. And the answer... Aaron is we, you are throwing the ball low and not hitting your receivers in stride toward they can actually make a play on the ball. He's got a hot
2: dog costume on out there, man. sure we're does. All, we're all trying to find the guy who's underthrowing and overthrowing <laughs> every receiver. <laughs> I, it's just the gall he has, I, just, I know. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't he's throwing that. two good balls per sixty minutes out here yelling at everyone. <laughs> what are you doing? What? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, he's, he got one good ball per quarter. The rest of them, you're throwing at guys' feet at the line of scrimmage, cursing up a storm, <laughs> throwing the surface, like, okay, man,
4: whatever. I'm cackling that you went per 60. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the game? You get 60 minutes of football. We're going to be extrapolating per 120 for Rodgers in, like, two weeks.
2: <laughs> yeah, the numbers got to keep going up to sound reasonable. He's throwing 10 good balls per 300 this year. Yeah, apparently.
4: All right. All right. It's just... Receivers. Uh,
2: Alan Lazard's not a number one nope. between not getting separation, the drops, and uh, uh, I think that's something I've really underrated going in. He can't stay on the field, and that's just a problem. You can't rely on him. I think Dobbs this game a mix of again some of the similar issues as well. Not just not getting good balls, but you know he's not creating enough separation. He had a drop. You know, still could have probably caught at least one or two of those balls that that were thrown poorly to him my my hot receiver take i'm ready for more number eight amari rogers is making some hay out there two it's weeks in a row
4: so weird dude <sighs> he's like, much better
2: he's a much better receiver to, than returner
4: what they need to do is get him actually playing if he's going to actually make positive plays like this whether it's, yeah. whether he's making plays or the defense is giving him plays is something you need to see with more playing time but yeah. like the biggest issue is that, like, if Amari Rodgers is the one making big plays in your receiving room what in the world is going hey, on at the hey, front hey, of that hey, hey.
2: with where we're at? I'm not even going to ask questions anymore. I want him lined up. I want him as one of the three wide receivers next week, no matter who's everyone's right. hurt anyway, but just, just give the, give that guy a chance. I want to see it throw 10 balls his way. See right. if he continues to generate space. We know he's fast because when he can right. actually feel the kick, he can run if he doesn't fair catch or fumble it. Um, and like, seriously, since real question, since Christian Watson, first play of the season where he dropped it. How? When's the last time a Packer got open on a streak like that for the one that was a little over
4: Amari Rogers? The answer is none.
2: Aaron Jones I mean he got it on the streak. he was pretty tightly covered he just made the damn play yeah. and it wasn't that well, that deep down the field I mean he made separation he brought in the ball I mean again it was what it was a catchable ball would have been a really like laid out straightforward catch that's not easy for anyone but I just thought he, he gives them a spark when he's out there uh, as a wide receiver yeah it's it's insane I regarding... he gives the other team a spark when he's out there as a kick returner but I digress <laughs>
4: They, did, they, they need Christian Watson healthy so that he can return kicks because Amari Rodgers clearly can't do it.
2: No, like, you'd, be, you'd be better to just send someone up, to like send Randall Cobb or whatever and just fair catch every kick.
4: Yeah, essentially just send out anybody who can just for sure catch the ball. Yeah. Um, For Alan Lazard, I think it's, we all hoped preseason that he'd be able to make that jump and become the wide receiver one that we really want him to develop into. He's just not. He, he he can't handle the the, the top cornerback each week, no. and he's not getting separation. And like you said, he can't stay on the field. Like he missed game one with an injury, and he comes off like on off the field kind of every game, depending on when yeah. he tweaks that that week. Yeah. And this week he was off the field for the final couple of drives again for I don't know what he hurt, but it's it's sad, and I wish he w- was a, able to be a number one receiver, but it's he can't. It's, no, uh,
2: it's yeah, and I, I think
4: Dobbs. Dobbs could has, be... I think he said a wall, I think he said the rookie yeah. wall.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that. I mean, it's like, yeah. you, and I'm not saying he's ever going to be this level of player, but again, you go back to Devontae Adams, who, who really struggled earlier. I mean, it's just yep. there are some guys who come into the league and mm-hmm. dominate right away, they typically aren't drafted in the fourth round, right? Like, yep. it's just it's a lot, it's a lot to put on him, even his current role of basically being the number two. I mean, that's That's a lofty... I mean, everyone... They're asking too much of everyone because they just don't have the top-end talent. Um, But especially, as you just can tell, he's not all the way. Not ready yet.
4: Nope. And like he's shown flashes, and he's in the old Al Lazard role now that if if he has a true number one receiver on his other side, he probably looks a lot better because he doesn't have that much attention being paid to him. But now that both... Lazard and Dobbs can't get anything going. They're just spinning their wheels.
2: Yeah, and, and I think especially for the younger. I mean, even Lazard too is far from proven as that that level of receiver. It's not easy to build confidence when there's just so few dynamic passing plays happening in general, even not their fault. I mean, they're not getting open anyway. And I guess it's kind of their fault, but the ball's not going downfield. I mean, if you're not making plays, they, you said it well, just spinning their wheels. It looks like the the offense and especially those receivers are just stuck in the mud out there.
4: Yeah, it's, it's bad. And it hurts losing Cobb too. Like that's part of it. And Christian Watson being hurt. Like it's really hard to, have the offense be as good as you want it to be yeah. when you're missing Christian Watson, you're missing um, Randall Cobb and that's two rookies. Like, and obviously Dobbs is a rookie, but not Randall Cobb, but it's just hard to get it going. Like if this really is starting to feel like a gap year for the Packers, which is not that's the acceptable best case at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's not acceptable though. Like they can't, Yeah. I, I really don't want to go like super, doom and gloom yeah. like at which point do you just start playing jordan love and
2: well if if rogers is still going to talk about this dumb don't play him against buffalo because they have like 10 good defensive linemen they yeah. shuffle them in and out all game and like let and it kind of sucks for jordan love who's probably going to get beat up a bit um but right. I, I think you know, i was thinking about that they invest 50 million annually in quarterback and then a first round pick in their backup quarterback two years ago one of them should be ready to play and get, be able to get the ball downfield and move the ball. Like right. that's a lot of resources on both guys in their own ways. And I mean, I don't know if anyone maybe needs this reminder, but would a T Higgins or Michael Pittman Jr. look good out there right now. Perhaps the two receivers drafted right after Jordan love in the 2020 NFL draft in the early second round. I mean, I know, I know Packer fans are tired of hearing about it. I get it. It happened. It's done like what was what was the point? I, I know Roger's yeah. playing well for two years, changed the calculus. I don't know man it's it's yeah. it just looks like a all around fumbling and just being way too reactive and not proactive enough in, in how they manage these assets.
4: Yeah, they tried to put the cart before the horse.
2: And then and then, cut, then, went back on it because Rodgers played so well. Yeah. But then lost Tay and and really, it felt like they really leaned into, okay, he's so good. He'll be able to just make the offense work. And it's just not they the re- case. They
4: really thought when they gave him his extension this off season, right? Oh, we got four
2: more MVP seasons.
4: Yep. And that has not been what's happening. No. And whether that's weapons, I disagree. Like, he's been bad.
2: I think it's all tied together but I think it's even more insane to trade away Devontae Adams and only draft two rookies to basically bring in Sammy Oh no they already had Sammy no they brought in Sammy to replace whichever way yeah. Sammy Watkins and two rookies like you you need to give you need to give your aging quarterback help even if you think he is going to be an MVP yeah but also relying on a 38 39 40 41 year old or whatever it's going to be yeah. to be that good the whole time and carry this group was just Pretty, and I think we kind of bought the Kool Aid too. But it is pretty presumptuous,
4: right? I'd hate this quote from Zach Tom. Oh boy, uh,
2: did not expect Zach Tom to have a quote that would inspire any emotion.
4: It's not a good emotion. And it doesn't have to do about him. It's good for him, bad for others. Excuse me. Uh, Zach Tom said he got first. This is from Ryan Wood. Zach Tom said he got first team left tackle reps this week, but he added he gets first team left tackle reps every week. He knows he always has to be on alert. Pretty much any week with Dave, you know, you just know that the knee, anything can happen. This is really no different than any other week. Don't like that he's taking yeah. first week reps or first team reps every week because they are not knowing if Bakhtiari is going to go ever.
2: So that that goes to again the idea of don't move these guys around and just keep them. because That's where they're prepping. What else did you read? Now I see you're even more sour.
4: Jair Alexander. It's not much panic in my eyes or in my voice. Every dog have their day. I'm still the best. Hey, I already know that, so you just gotta lean on your. He's you gotta lean on your craft. Uh, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, I guess He's, he he had a yeah, fine uh, game, but he was way, way better last week. And yeah, but
2: he, I, I think at corner you kind of have to just be insane he, oh, and yeah. just be like, yeah, I, I'm I the agree. guy.
4: I agree, but it's just
2: it, it's annoying I, it annoys me but i'm i i do not know i think when i think the cornerback receivers have to just be maniacs about it yep
4: that's I, I, fair enough
2: but the defense is i mean the, the offense is terrible the defense isn't good enough to win games with a terrible offense is where i'm at yeah. defense looks worse than it is but also the packers had a decently long drive i know it doesn't look like it in time of possession but it was all those penalties like real time they were off the field for a while on their last touchdown drive the defense had the rust, man. Like, go right. stop Taylor Heineke, make a turnover. Like it would have been sort of three in that game, you know, two that counted. But or just get a three and out, and they couldn't do it. Again, I think it's more on the the up front play than the the secondary and the the linebackers. But they're not, they're a good defense. I don't think they're a great defense. Walker- you no,
4: know, you go ahead. Quay Walker led the team in tackle this week, thirteen. He's flying around there. Five he's, solo tackles.
2: He's not. I, I know his run defense has not been seen as ideal.
4: I'm fine with him being bad in some places, like run defense. Like, yeah,
2: he's a rookie. It seems he's faster than he is strong. Yeah,
4: he's getting he's getting a rookie. He's a rookie getting first team reps. Yeah, and being forced to start. Like, yeah, I'm willing to let the first round pick, who's. Being better than his t- other teammate, first round pick, yeah. have some sore spots when he's playing well in other spots. Like again, you don't become Vontae Davis as Aaron Jones likened him to him in your first six games, seven games. It takes, yeah, they got to they got to stop with
2: comps, dude.
4: Yeah, I, come on. Like, but like, I think like the way Quay plays is what led Aaron Jones to say that because like he's he does fly around like that, but you don't become that caliber player overnight. I think he could no. track to that if everything goes perfectly to plan, but we won't know that for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. That are a lot of tackles today, which is, I guess a sentence I could say. (laughs) 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 The Fox Campbell with 12 tackles, Azul Douglas and Adrian Amos with 10, but. I don't Devon know.
2: Campbell was their most productive player by yards outside want, of rogers I don't want to
4: talk about it.
2: 63 yards more than any receiver. I guess I guess total yards Jones had him. Jones had barely 70, 76 between rushing and receiving. So, uh has has to settle for number 2 in Packers who moved the ball.
4: Just bad. Just not a good week of Packer football.
1: No. Hi.
4: Is there anything else we to touch on? who uh you think they're selling uh, not yet i think because looking at the standings like we had talked about um the seventh seed is very in play for um for them like the one through four are always division winners like, yeah so, so you
2: go into uh probably <laughs> they they might end up going into minnesota yep so very they, possible because the south is a mess the west is not looking the best right
4: but right now the division winners are the eagles the vikings yep. the niners yep. and the cowboys and then seeds five and six are the giants and the cowboys and seventh is the rams followed by the seahawks then the packers the Elks are playing right now i think you said cowboys twice sorry but did I, you mean buccaneers
2: I, for the south
4: yes my apologies yeah yeah eagles vikings niners bucks yeah giants cowboys rams is the playoff standings right now and so the rams are three and three they play i think tonight or they're playing right now no, they're playing maybe i'm by i forget whatever their deal is they can. They go to the Rams. They, I think they go to LA and play the Rams. They can beat the Rams. I believe this. Like If they actually change some of their...
2: Well, I'm, out. I'm out. I don't think they're better than any of the teams you said that are above them in the standings.
4: The only thing that makes me confident they can go beat the Rams is the Rams aren't good either this year. <laughs> it's fair, but... like Stafford's looking like Stafford of Detroit-era Stafford than last year-era Stafford. partly because he's hurt and got a little injury problems, but they don't look good. No. Like they look pretty. They're selling Cam Akers, is where they're at.
2: Well, I, I don't think that's a. I, I think there's something going on there. I, I don't think they're trying to sell off pieces.
4: Regardless. They're yeah. going to the, add some approval level guy at some point the, this the year. The loss of Von Miller hurt them way more than they thought they would.
2: Yeah, because now teams just send three to Aaron Donald and the rest of the guys
4: don't do anything. That's right. Yeah. So I, I think they could. It, it'd be. A blessing if they could, but that's getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, I guess let's no, the talk. The
2: other issue with selling is before real quick. I don't know. I mean, obviously you can't trade Rogers now because of the contract. Yeah. They have some guys, but it's kind of like a, like a DJ Moore thing, which maybe the Panthers will trade him anyway. But or no, it's more like Brian Burns. It's like you're not going to trade Jair, right? You're not going to trade guys like that. So I'm not I just trading. Know.
4: You're not trading Jair. You're not trading Devon. Jair. You're not trading Rasul. Yeah. I, i'm not doing any of that no nope. i think rasul is the most likely he had a great game this week
2: no it's not because he's bad it's because he's older and he has value and right it's you know it's one of those things oh, like, where and even like that, i'm saying selling like okay we're gonna start jordan love for eight games right. 12 heal that thumb let's get some picks and really try and retool on the fly the gap year idea
4: yeah i think you don't get high enough picks for that to make probably not to make worth because like the only way you're trading Razul is if you get like first or seconds back because like yeah otherwise you're expecting to retool your team with thirds and fourths and that's not going to work no and so unless you're trying to reach then trade those threes and fours to get another first round pick and a player i don't know but you you see my point
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm, that's what my point is. Like I don't think there's that many guys you can clearly sell for high picks that you could use right away to help right. the team.
4: That that capital was Devontae Adams and it turned into Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Yeah. So Yeah. Good point. Um looking ahead, the uh, Packers go to Buffalo this coming week and then at Detroit, and then they're home versus Dallas and Tennessee. Buffalo is the only game I'm truly writing off. Hmm. Like, the Amron uh, Ross-St. Brown is concussed. Yeah, the Lions have fallen apart. Yeah, it makes me sad. Makes me sad. Yeah. Um, But that's in Detroit. They've had trouble playing in Detroit the last few years. So we'll see. But then at home versus Dallas, McCarthy returning. Could hmm. be a game they get up for if they need to get up for a game. Like If they need reasons to get up for a game, that could be one.
2: I think... Is that going to be the first? Yes. That's That's got to be. No, 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 not that. The I think this is going to be the most dynamic defense they've gone up against all year. Well, I guess Buffalo will be up there. It depends how healthy they are. Oh,
4: the Dallas defense? But
2: yeah, like Micah Parsons, Trayvon um, Diggs. Diggs, like they the playmakers they have, that, that game, I mean, I think they'll get up for McCartney, but I could see that game getting ugly with the Dallas defense. Right and the way the way they've been running the ball last week or so with Zeke and Tony Pollard, that's the way the Packers defend the run. We'll see. We'll see. That's a that's a prove it game to me. Their fourth consecutive prove it game and they've lost the last three, but a prove it game nonetheless.
4: Right. I'm for some reason drinking Kool-Aid. I'm drinking Copium yeah, Kool-Aid. Yeah, you're you're, uh, you're all in.
2: I don't think the Cowboys are that good either, but
4: Right. I'm looking at the schedule and I see like a uh, definitely losses in there. Yeah. But Oh. Who, who's after Cowboys Titans
2: yeah Tannehill just went out wasn't doing that great this year uh, Malik Willis I think is kind of a work in progress we we'll the
4: absolute train Derek Henry's gonna run on a run, on a run defense oh yeah who's after Titans uh, Eagles is a loss at Eagles oh yeah so that's two for sure this, yeah. is, this is like the best case scenario
2: yeah so we're at six losses then so then what's after Eagles
4: Bears at in Chicago. Let's win, please. Ah, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Then at home versus LA. My apologies from earlier. Oh yeah, they, they, they have a bye week after the Bears, and then okay, so they, so LA. then they
2: they should really have a chance to get that Rams game.
4: Yep. At Miami on Christmas. That's Day. tough. That's tough. Yep. Good it's, team, especially if they can get healthy. Yep. And then they finish with at home versus Minnesota. At home versus Detroit.
2: Yeah, I mean, they should still be able to get 10 wins.
4: Yeah. Which would feel horrendous for this Actually, I don't, I don't know. I
2: take that back.
4: Seven wins, it would be Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee, the Bears, Rams, Dolphins, I take that Vikings, back. and Detroit. So if they win all of the games that aren't the Bills and the Eagles, they'll have 11.
2: No shot. I no shot they're doing that.
4: I agree. But nine and eight might get you a playoff spot. Depending on how bad the Rams finish their season, depending on if the Seahawks can maintain the pace they're on, depending on if the Cowboys can maintain the pace they're on. Like, I think
2: the Lions and Bears, oh, the Bears have played some okay football recently. The Lions seem to be really falling apart. The, the, the two Lions games helps. But they've played fake football teams uh, and to get some of those wins. I mean, the Buccaneers with no receivers. And right now, the Bucks look cooked. Like, Brady does not look very good. And they lost some important pieces. The Bears, again, just were not running a functional offense. Like, and then the the Pats barely, with Bailey zappy in there. They're, we're talking about the, 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 like, 50-50 games. We're talking about, like, capable NFL teams, which right. I think is more or less what they played the last three weeks, and they haven't gotten a single win. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I think nine wins right now is uphill. Like, I agree. deeply uphill.
4: Oh no, I, I definitely agree. Like, they, they need a definite turnaround in all of their in all facets of their game to even sniff nine ten wins. But if they do, they could put themselves in a position to actually
2: Oh yeah, the, make the uh, playoffs.
4: But even then, I don't really think I want them to make the playoffs because I don't feel like watching a game that doesn't mean anything to me.
2: At least it wouldn't. uh, I was going to say, yeah, at least it probably wouldn't be a heartbreaker game. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I I just think, uh, yeah, like, obviously, literally, they're not out of the playoffs. I mean, they have three, they're three and four. There's a lot, a lot of games left. But just the way they're playing, they just, they look, I don't know. They need to turn it around, as we've said every, right. even the even some of the early wins outside of the Bears one. It's been like, oh, a win is a win is a win. They look terrible, but they did it, and that's, that that's, turns out playing like that is not good in the
4: long run. I agree. Like I think that is part of the poor ideology that Lafleur and Rogers have had the past few years is that they're not going to complain about wins when in reality you really should be taking a fine tooth comb to every single one of your. Wins and seeing why you won so close, or what worked as to why it succeeded, but every, when they, every game period, right? Exactly. Yeah, and like they seem to think that just because they won, they can be like, oh, we'll just drop back out the same game plan as next week. When yeah, that obviously doesn't work.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just not to go all full bucks, but I just think of like, when has Bud ever been happy with the way the Bucks played? Right. They won a championship. Like they're great in the regular season, and you see them just like. Ripping out his remaining hair over, you know, Jordan wore a defensive miscue, and they're up 18 against the Rockets. It's right. just like that's how I think that's how all coaches kind of have to operate. I mean, you don't need to rip your hair out, but you always need to be working on everybody getting better because you know oh, that's what all the other teams are doing. So even right. if you start off better, you won't remain that way if you don't have that that attitude. Yeah, the they, the Packers organizational ethos quotes this year. Outside, once the defense stuff soured when they haven't played as well have just been very annoying for the most part a lot of what they say is annoying yeah strong every week Lafleur with the oh i can't believe we didn't run the ball more it's like <laughs> you i want to talk about one more i know i, I just keep prattling but the fourth and one
4: yeah. And I don't, they, just I keep doing this.
2: they just keep doing this. They, every, every single time, it's probably an option shotgun play should have been okay. It was one you talked about way, way back when the Romeo Dobbs where he had it and it, it gets knocked incomplete. If you're, I, I know people will blame Aaron Rodgers, and it was a fine throw. I mean, the the decision is why you are the head coach of the football team. Don't call the option call a under center running play. There's no option there. If, if he wants to audible away from that at the line, I think that would be a very obvious thing. If you want to make him put him in that position, fine. Then we can talk about Rodgers. But I feel like Matt LaFleur is ducking a lot of criticism because it's all going to Rogers, which yeah. is fair. I am not defending Rogers $50 million player who is getting outplayed by Taylor Heineke in football games. Like it's fair to criticize Rogers, but people are putting all of the offense stuff on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. hand the ball to AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones under center and just go straight up. Those guys will get a yard and I don't care if they've been running poorly like that's it's just insane to me that it feels like every game there is a third or fourth or both and one and those guys don't touch the football like wow wh- how many times does this have to fail for the message to get through and every week it's just saying yeah i can't believe we didn't do that and aaron jones and aj dylan have to sit there like yeah i think we probably could have gotten a yard i don't know we're kind of good it's just stupid
4: we've tried nothing we're all out of ideas it's just
2: it's it's just wild to me. It really does remind me of like some of the old Bucks three point shooting defense stuff or you know, I know there's been a million Packers examples too. Yeah. It's just
4: crazy. I know. It's it, it, I just don't get how you have the two you've you've wanted a running game style offense as long as you've been a coach of the Packers, Matt LaFleur. Yep. And you have the opportunity to do it and you don't. Yeah. When, when you need to.
2: I get, yeah, that's a great point. Like, if Lafleur's whole, if Lafleur was like Andy Reid, right, and was like, we want to do air raid and we're just gonna pass the ball, I'd say fine. Put Rogers uh, in shotgun five wide on those situations, but they didn't build the roster for that. They built their roster around running backs. If you had four great receivers, I'd, yeah, go ahead, throw the ball. I don't care. You Live with that. Right. But it's just like organizationally, like they 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 build to do one thing and they don't do it, and they wonder why the offense doesn't work. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Weird. Okay, yeah. I think I've talked enough. Anything else you have? I'll let you, I'll let you go. But I, I've been I had a lot of rants for this one.
4: I get it i i'm right there with you like i, I i've been ranting about it on every single podcast as well them to freaking run the ball yeah. like yeah. They, It just it's simple and they just don't that's why i said last week everything in the press conference is smoking fucking mirrors because yeah. they said last week we're going to run the ball or two weeks ago we're gonna run the ball more we gotta run the ball more Then they don't then they said this week we gotta simplify the offense they, they didn't simplify it they kept doing really poor things like offense. it didn't look any different it didn't look I, any different so like and
2: the sniping too with rod is we need to simplify it i don't even know what that means yeah it's just can you guys just sit down and figure some figure your shit out
4: yeah. and not do it through the press conferences yeah it's stupid no but um a couple things to uh to go through before yeah. i get into it ty can you check to see if we have a review Ooh, i will right now charitable is broken for me but while well, ty looks for that review if you've been watching on the YouTube, you might have noticed a little decorations in my uh, my background. Little talk of the tundra. Oop, I scooted the wrong way in the chair. We are gonna scoot back the other way. Little flag going on. These are available at the merch store on gspn.info. Uh, the flag is wonderful. I'm gonna get it properly hung sooner or later. I am wearing a t-shirt with the talk of the tundra logo on it. If I can learn how to operate a camera and turn towards it, that'd be great. There we go, talk of the tundra. The, I got a sweatshirt that has the go try to scoot again. This, the facade on the front of it. On the back, and talk a tundra logo on the back. Stickers.
2: Oh a facade. A facade. No no, no specific facade. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Precisely a facade right here. Could
2: be any facade. Could
4: be any facade. Uh to go through uh uh, the the merch store there's a bunch of things taco tundra wise. So you'll be seeing that stuff soon. Soon. Soon yeah. soon soon. Uh feel free to buy something when we drop it. I took a couple of teaser photos. Also get dropped on Twitter. Yep. Hated every single second of it. But uh, yeah.
2: Follow that new mock is known. Don't
4: miss that. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we appreciate you guys and all your support every week. And thank you for listening and all the uh a rage behind this game as <laughs> Packers is their third straight. tied. we have a review?
2: No, we need the we need the folks to leave some more reviews, you know, make that support audible, and, and yeah. make Mock read your sometimes very strange messages.
4: Yes, sometimes very strange. <laughs> that is for certain. But, <laughs> all right, folks, appreciate all of you listening. We'll be back again with another preview pod with Jordan on Thursday. This time... Previewing what should be a gruesome Packers Bills game. So, but as the preview for now,
2: should just be fifty-nine minutes on the Bills. Just enjoy a <laughs> podcast.
4: Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's it for us this week. Bye, buddy. Thanks for joining me.
2: Numak, thank you.